Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. Warning, this episode contains strong language as well as major spoilers for Connor's wedding, episode three of the final season of Succession. So, it happened. And if you don't know what happened, you've got a Roman Roy monologue's length of time to pause this podcast and come back when you do. Right, that's it. That's all you get, because Succession fans, we just got our final fuck off. An unexpected, heart-wrenchingly real and disorientating goodbye to the iconic Logan Roy just three episodes into the final season. Yes, there's a lot to unpack, but we're going to do it. Every Tuesday until the final of Succession, we'll be reviewing each episode after it drops on the Leader podcast. Be sure to listen to hear analysis, insight and general fandom around one of the most talked about TV series ever. Joining me now to discuss that episode are... I'm Elizabeth Gregory. I'm a culture writer. I'm Martin Robinson. I'm acting feature star at Evening Standard. Hamish McBain, deputy editor ES Magazine. So first of all, Liz, season four, episode three. Just give us a short summary of what happened. Okay, so it opens with Rome on the phone to his dad, which picks up at the end of the last episode where Logan had been trying to persuade him to join forces with him. And Logan's asking Roman to come with him to Sweden because he's going to go and speak to Madsen and kind of finalise the deal. Rome is, however, at Connor's wedding. And so Shiv's there as well and Kendall's there. Connor's there, of course. And it's kind of in the harbour of New York. It's grey skies. And so they're all in the boat. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And then... (laughs) Spoiler alert, big time, Logan dies. And so literally the rest of the episode, 45 minutes, is just about kind of how that comes about, which I'm sure we'll get into, but it's a major drama. I think it's important to pick up from what was said last week uh, on the episode. Liz, you wanted this to happen. (laughs) Did it live up to what you wanted? Yeah, actually, uh, way more than could have been expected because so many elements of it kind of harked back to that first ever episode. And it was kind of very eerie and moving in a way. The fact that we didn't see Logan's body, that he was alone. He was not surrounded by his family. He was surrounded by his cronies, which kind of made a lot of sense because that's who he spent time with over the course of his life. But then equally to see his children so affected by him and telling him that they loved him over the phone when they didn't know he was alive or not. It was just incredibly moving and and then against the backdrop of this kind of awful wedding as well. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, a more kind of moving and uh, impactful ending. Martin, did you expect this? Well, I mean, as I said last time, I, I was like, please don't let Logan die because I thought it was going to be like a massive cop out for the show. And it 
it wasn't that. It was done brilliantly. See, I thought it was going to be, you know, it would be like the end of the season. He might die, as everyone was kind of discussing, and and that would be just a, a bit of a crappy end. You know, there wouldn't really be – no one had won it. He just left by default. Someone would get it kind of thing. But the show managed to completely – pull the rug out. So I was not expecting it at all this early in the season. And I just thought the manner in which they did it just made it absolutely unreal for a number of reasons. But I really did think, I, I was trying to think of other deaths, um, you know, of the, some of the greats, like the Tony Soprano death now that we're doing massive spoilers <laughs> hopefully not seeing that one as well anymore I can do um, but that one was was a very powerful and strange way to approach such a thing and this was a similar sort of approach as well there wasn't it all happened off screen we didn't see him falling over clutching his heart there wasn't a great drama it was it was done in a very mundane way. Well, it was similar also to um, Omar in The Wire in yeah. that it was this really kind of, you know, you take this figure who is basically throughout the show is a superhero who is immortal yeah. and then you give them this really underwhelming, just super normal, just anonymous almost death. There's no big monologue on the deathbed. There's no sort of Tony Soprano coming out of the thing and killing everybody. It's just just a really mundane old man goes to the toilet and dies. You know, it's like... Yeah, and I think that's what really made it powerful as well. Like, throughout, I mean, I've never felt emotional throughout Succession. I think even in the earlier episodes, I think there was a, a Tom and Shiv moment and some of my colleagues were sort of saying, oh, they're so emotional. And I was like, I don't know whether I'm a cold-hearted person, but I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not bothered. I never really believed those two anyway. But this really got to me. And I think it was, yeah, and it was just because of how normalized it was and and sort of how unexpected which i think is kind of the way that death usually works in families it's never you never really get a moment to say what you always wanted to to, to the person that you've lost you never have the big showdown and a big resolution it takes everybody off guard and you're dealing with like things like a, a bad reception as they were on there weren't they and yeah. not knowing what's happening and the way that they, they did it, so that we, you were also unsure. It seemed like a joke. We, you didn't see his, his body. You didn't really see them working on him. It was just kind of what Tom was saying. You just thought, is this bullshit? Is this a trick? Is this a scam just to make all the kids admit that they loved him? And also, it was good. It was unveiled to us almost as if, as an audience, almost as though we were one of the kids. As yeah. in, you kind of shared in their complete and utter shock and disbelief. I've got to say, I thought there was some pretty phenomenal acting going on. Shiv, yeah, I thought was a standout. Well, the three yeah. sibs, yeah, but also I think Kerry is kind of becoming <laughs> a kind of stealth star of this series yeah. where when she came out and was doing that kind of almost la like that kind of laughing, it was kind of ridiculous but also really unsettling and also sort of believable that someone would act like that in that situation. It just felt very, very discomforting, but also quite true. Yeah, and I, I was reading an interview with director Mark Mylod, that's his name, who, who said that they filmed it in real time just to add to those performances and to get 
to to make them as real and to get that continuation, which apparently is like a nightmare because they don't shoot it on digital, they shoot it on film. So it's a real logistical nightmare. And I don't think the actual, there's like a good half an hour at the centre of it that they shot in real time. I don't think it exists in the actual episode in its entirety. I think they cut some of the stuff in. But that that's the way that they filmed it. And so you really, really did feel it, didn't you? That they were, so that all the stuff where he had to go and find Shiv because she wasn't around and what does he say to her and the way that she reacts, that was all done sort of like in the moment. And it was just... Yeah, it's just unbelievably powerful. But you know, just how matter of fact it all is as well. Mm. And what do you what do you do? What do you say to each other? How do you react? And how do you accept it? Um, I just thought that was extraordinary. Well, well, also it's kind of sat in quite stark contrast to much of Succession. As in, if you actually look, I mean, there were some superb one-liners like nestled in there. But a lot of like for about the middle thirty minutes of the episode. The dialogue didn't just go much beyond, uh, uh, what the fuck, uh, 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 you know, there were no, you know, carefully crafted zingers. It was just people sort of struggling to get the words out. And, uh, you know, obviously we've grown accustomed to succession being the succession of one-liners, but it was just basically people very nearly not being able to speak for about half an hour, which made it quite a unique episode, I thought. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear Martin Robinson, Elizabeth Gregory and Hamish McBain on what this could all mean for the future of Waystar Royco. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me are the Evening Standards, Martin Robinson, Elizabeth Gregory and Hamish McBain. It does lend the question of what happens now. I think now we're going to have a big power struggle between the suits around around him and his kids. I think that's where it's it's leading to, I would, I would imagine. So there was that also that moment where um, Roman looks at his phone and he sees how the markets have reacted <laughs> to his dad's death. And he goes and he just holds his fingers to him and says, that's the measure of... My dad. my dad that's yeah. my dad that's a difference that you know there's a monetary value on a person and a guy like that there is a business impact and it's kind of like it's a bit of a but they're just institutionalized moment, into that life aren't they they're, every character in it it's just you know in the way that when you're a journalist and someone of note dies then as journalists you just start instantly thinking right what's the opening para you know and it's not really any different to that they're just institutionalized in this world and that's that's all they know they all they know is like how's the stock price and you know how do we 
sell this to the media and, you know, what's going to look good and what's what are the optics here? But I also thought that that moment was quite kind of tender and touching when he said about, you know, the stock price and he looked at it and he said, that's my dad. Because I think for people who've lost people, in that moment when you do, it's like, no, you feel like the world has changed and the world has stopped and this devastating thing has happened. But when you go outside, the world is, the world does not care. And you just have to kind of keep on ticking along and it's as if nothing's happened. But for Roman, he's like, oh no, look, my dad's death does matter. And it has affected people all around the world. A hundred percent. And also there are people, there are a lot of people who deal with grief who they just go into that mode of just, right, what needs sorting out? Okay, better clean the house out, better organise it. Like, <laughs> I thought Kendall's line about we can just get a funeral off the rack. Yeah. Reagan with tweaks was, was, was good. There was, some, there was some really, really good lines in it. The, uh, the Gregging stuff at the start was very good at lulling you into a false sense of security. And also Carl talking about Kerry calling Kerry Chuckles the Clown <laughs> was very funny. I want to talk about Kerry, actually. Do we think, like, maybe there's something else going on? Like, Because she does seem to be getting more and more prominent for, as the series is going on. Well, I, I think I think the interesting thing about the way it is now is obviously the patriarch has gone. All the yes people have got no one to say yes to. And you do kind of have the floor open now to... Any, there are any number of really unusual alliances that now seem vaguely feasible. So you could, for example, see Kerry and Roman teaming up or, I don't know, Matson and Greg. You know what I mean? You can see because there's no Logan to navigate and everybody else is a kind of, you know, is a smaller character really. So there will be people looking for team ups, I think, and people, you know. Definitely. But I do think, I think that's it for her though. I really, th- I really think that's what they were saying at the end of it. Because, I mean, she was, has always been like, you know, the boss's girlfriend. And the second he's gone, they immediately ushered her, her up to one side. And there's that final image we saw of her. And she was just left on the tarmac, went off on her own in the car. And she was very deliberately shown as now being nowhere near. Right. And then so is Tom as well, interestingly, in the same shot. Then it, it just went over to Tom, who was also on his own because he was always protected by his position next to Logan. Without him, because he was a, without Shiv at that moment, then he was nowhere. And then it, at the, towards the end of the episode, he finally made a little bit more of a connection with her and eventually got ushered over to the car. So he was kind of like brought back in. But there was that moment where he was completely gone. And that's where Kerry is. I don't think we'll see her again. But yeah, it's interesting on the other team-ups, though. Yeah, I think that's interesting about Tom because he he's on the phone to Greg and he says, I've lost my protector now, doesn't he? So and then he kind of there's that moment where Shiv gives her statement and then he hugs her and you're trying to work out whether he's doing that to be manipulative or whether there's actually a connection there. And it could be both. Mm -hmm. But then in the end, when he's in the car with her and they drive off off together, you kind of think, oh, there you go. Tom's found his new protector. There's an element of that for sure. But also you have you you say that about um, about Kerry, but it's like. It it depends. We haven't really got a sense of her character of just how Machiavellian she is. Because she could have, while she's been with Logan, she could have been, you know, stockpiling all manner of dirt and and leverage, you know. But that's the exciting thing is that it's like everybody is now, everybody, like the opportunists there, the real Machiavellians, like the Jerry's and the Carl's and everybody will be going, I've got a shot at the throne here. 
Oh, by the way, huge mention for Jerry's look at the wedding, which was, come on. I mean, it was like, that was the real story of this episode, if you ask me. But she's the one. She feels like, because she's raging as well. Like, she's the one who is, like, raging against Roman. Obviously, he tells her that she's about to be fired. That doesn't happen, of course. But she's the one with... There's a real fury there, and she's always been the one who's – well, she was put in charge of the company, wasn't she, for a while, and she's really got the – so I, I sort of feel like that's the way it's going to develop in the next episode. She's going to be at one side of it running things or trying to take control in some way. Jerry fancies herself as the kind of Rishi Sunak of, of, <laughs> of the company, as in all these maniacs have been busy throwing everything everywhere and destroying everything, yeah. and now it's time for the calm – clever person to come in and run it that's what i think as well that the cronies are going to crowd around jerry and then there's going to be the kids and then roman's going to say no but we fired you and she's going to say yeah but it didn't go through because logan died so actually i'm the rightful because i think was she number two well she was ceo at one point wasn't she she was he he made her interim ceo she was certainly a very very probably the most trusted advisor or whatever but I mean, if you think this is episode three, we've got seven more episodes to go. I just feel like that is all going to be jostling for power. Matson, you know, is is going to do something regarding the deal, as in he might, he might he might just walk away from it, or he might try and lowball them or whatever. Everybody's going to be panicking, and like I say, I think lots of unexpected alliances could materialise. I can totally see, you know, like Greg and. Kerry or Tom and Jerry. Roman and Jerry would be the people's choice, I would say. <laughs> Everyone would really like that. Well, no, Greg, Greg and Tom would be the people's <laughs> choice. Succession is available to watch in the UK on Sky Atlantic and now. And that's it from this episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more Succession Insight. The Leader Podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.